Hi there, I'm Jim. Hi there, I'm Johanna. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me today is the Assistant Vice President for Faculty Development, Diversity, and Learning, Johanna Cuenca-Carlino. Uh, Johanna, thank you for being on our podcast. You've been involved with CTLT for quite a long time now, but this is the first time we've actually had you on our pokey little show. It is. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be sharing information and being here with the, with the audience. And we have a lot of information to share. So this is a little different conversation than we have typically. Usually we're focusing very closely on one teaching topic. Sometimes we'll talk about an event that's coming up like our annual teaching and learning symposium. But we're talking about something a little bigger here, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> so do you want to kind of give us just a little bit of a preview of what we want to explore today? So we are in the process of actually developing a, a comprehensive professional development center for the, the support of faculty, right? Uh, we want to make sure that, um, that we are supporting faculty and instructors in a more holistic way when we really think about um, faculty or, or life in academia, really. Mm -hmm. um, it does not happen, uh, it's not only about teaching, right? It also involves who you are as a person and, you know, your interactions with others, your leadership, but also uh, how do you develop as a scholar and how that impacts. And then the technology and many, there are many overlappings, right? Like mm -hmm. with the, your teaching, your scholarship. So that is what we are trying to do, create a, a professional development hub that is going to provide the support uh, in all those areas of academic life. And, you know, as we were getting ready for this this morning, uh, I was I was thinking about the evolution of what got us to where CTLT is now. CTLT has been around for about 16 years, I think, mm -hmm. now. Absolutely. And before that, it was the combination of the Center for uh, the Advancement of Teaching and another unit which did more technology support for instructors. And back then, it was, you know, the, our not everyone was using a learning management system, ReggieNet, on our campus. Um, well, and this is actually predated ReggieNet, mm -hmm. too, if I remember correctly. And it was just kind of a natural evolution at that point that those two units would come together. And so now I feel like we're, we're talking about another natural evolution. But it's also one that um, we have a lot of data that informs it. So we'll, we'll talk about that more in, in, a, in a second. Before we get into that, one of the key phrases that we have been using more and more over the last couple of years at CTLT and as we work with faculty and, and with those who support faculty, with, with uh, staff and, and graduate teaching assistants and all of those folks, one of the phrases we've, we've come to use more and more is this phrase, scholarly teaching. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between scholarly teaching and vanilla run-of-the-mill teaching? <laughs> well, scholarly teaching, it's key to, to student success, right? Like there are a lot of um, evidence-based practices. There's a lot of decades of research about what practices are effective for helping support students in the classroom. Um, you know, active engagement, assessment practices, uh, different ways in which instructors can, you know, deliver instruction, can assess instructions to support students. So it's basically all those practices that are deeply rooted in, in evidence, right, that will support the success of all students, and especially students from um, also underrepresented backgrounds, right? So that is um, um, something that we aspire to continue to do even more, you know, in the 
center, uh, not only helping faculty learn um, about these practices, apply these practices, but for those who are interested in actually studying their own learning practices, helping them um, do that, right, through mm-hmm. the Scholarship of Teaching and Learning. I mean, we have a lot of um, of information out there um, about why uh, these practices are important for the support of students. And I want to key in on one word that you said there in that, which was that apply part of it. Mm-hmm. Because because if people... Uh, Anyone who really thought about their their teaching maybe came to CTLT, did one of our workshops, or on their own investigated a better way of doing what they're doing. They've they've kind of hit that first part, but it's the it's the reflecting on it and applying it and changing what you're doing yourself. I think that that is really exciting about this idea of of scholarly teaching. Absolutely, and you know I am a firm believer that um, that reflection is critical for for instructors, right? Like knowing what works. And then also reflecting on, on the changes that they need to make. That is actually part of being a forward-thinking faculty, right? Like mm-hmm. That is really paying attention to what is working in the classroom and kind of trying different things, you know, that have been shown that uh, work, you know, from the literature. Yeah. And I should also mention for those listening and uh, for those both on campus, and we have a lot of listeners off campus uh, who are not a part of the immediate ISU family, when we say faculty, we're... Most of the time, we're talking about uh, not just tenured or tenure line faculty, not just non-tenure track faculty, but anyone who has instructional responsibilities, which includes, uh, you know, more than 400 graduate students. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, let's actually use the term instructor. That probably well, will be more um, inclusive of all the the people that we want to make sure, right, uh-huh, that uh-huh. are part uh, of the center. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's something that we've talked about a mm-hmm. lot behind the scenes over the years and stuff like that. We would love to change the definition a little bit more of faculty to be more inclusive mm-hmm. so we can use the word faculty because we, we still use it a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're talking about instructors and 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 support staff who who do that too. So um, one thing we probably don't need to get into today is going into too deep of the behind the scenes nuts and bolts of how a department is transformed in a, in a university environment. Needless to say, it's something that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. We've been talking about this in some ways, it's hard to talk about this now for me because we've been talking about this behind the scenes for before the pandemic began. Oh, yeah, for um, two years and yeah, a half. Yeah. So let's instead talk a little bit about some of the information that is in, uh, the data that's informing this change. And, and that then you can give us a picture of what this change is actually going to look like. Sure, absolutely. Well, these really this process really started back in 2019 when we started. Um, we did a faculty, staff and student survey as well. Um, and some focus groups back in 2019, some faculty, some instructors and faculty might have remembered, you know, taking that survey. And that survey was really uh, aimed to understanding how to better support faculty uh, to promote student success among all of ISU students. And at that time, we also ask information about their faculty professional development needs and uh, other areas that they would need support. So this is where we ask about information about how else can we support you in scholarship or what other type of support will you need to be successful here at ISU. So that we gather a lot of information. We got a really pretty good response rate that back then in, in 2019. 
And then that prompted to do a faculty success professional development retreat uh, shortly after, where we had like about probably 60 to 70 different stakeholders across the university, including faculty, administrators, mm-hmm. people in different units. And we spent um, an entire day just talking about uh, how to best support uh, graduate students who have teaching responsibilities, it, mm-hmm. non-tenure track faculty, faculty at all levels, and what are the things that we have? How can we cap, cap capitalize on the strengths that we have because we have many good strengths you know mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, support for faculty but one of the things that we found is that um, sometimes we were a little siloed um, with needed to be more um, connected and mm-hmm. kind of build and and support each other so fast forward um I also spent some time working with other uh, colleagues in the provost office, um, the, for example, the associate vice president for research. And we started talking with, you know, college uh, research coordinators and talked about what are the, the needs for faculty and the things that they were doing. Um, we at, here at CTLT, we had different retreats back then to, you know, and um, to just meet as a team and talk about we have been doing all these things for, you know, like you said, 13 years, right? And now looking at the data that we had collected, what are the things that we need to do, you know, moving forward, um, and also to think about it with um, um, equity, diversity, and inclusion mindset, right? Because that's part of, of that. At that same time, um, some of you might remember, we developed the framework for inclusive teaching excellence. Mm-hmm. And that is when um, then we use that framework to kind of move and align all the professional development from CTLT to the new framework. Mm-hmm. So all those things were happening in parallel um, as we were kind of moving forward. And I should mention, too, we'll link to, uh, on our show page for this episode, we'll link to the our page that describes the different dimensions mm-hmm. of that framework. It's actually pretty cool because it's a good way not only to um, for people to have a little bit more agency in choosing what sort of professional development they want to do, but it's it's a good way to kind of browse the different perspectives that you can bring to your own teaching and your own academic life. Absolutely. And it's based on scholarly teaching, right? So so just going back to where we mm-hmm. started, um, the framework for inclusive teaching excellence was developed based on all the data that I mentioned that we gather, but also on an uh, you know extant review of the literature. And mm-hmm. that's how the, the framework was born. Mm-hmm. So we could just have the different dimensions that really affect uh, learning, but also serve as, a, as an opportunity or as a, as a tool for self-reflection for faculty and instructors as well, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the things that, what are your strengths as an instructor and where are the things that mm, you might not necessarily know a lot right. that you want to right. um, that look for. So as part of this conversation too, we should probably point out, um, and, and you kind of alluded to this, that that it wasn't happening in a vacuum. In other words, you were taking this information you were getting and there were other Outside of the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, there were other professional development projects that had started on campus. Uh, the Growth Change Team, uh, mm-hmm. the Growth Change Team, um, and uh, the University Faculty Mentoring Network Correct. Uh, were things. And and I'm sure we'll get to that. But these are all going to kind of come in as part of our bigger yes, picture. Yes, all of those were projects that I started um, as part of it. Uh, but now we envision these all of these projects to now be centralized, right, right in right. one place. So um, just to keep talking about the data that we gather. So the other piece that we did as a center, um, we look at other institutions, right? We mm-hmm. as uh, collaboratively look at about 18 different institutions out there. And one 
wanted to see what they were doing. And many of, we noticed that many of those institutions were actually moving also towards a more comprehensive holistic center, right? Providing professional development support in kind of different areas. So taking into consideration, you know, the data that we collected from the faculty, which by the way, we actually administered the survey again Mm -hmm. in 2020. This time in 2020, we did a more specific information about other areas like leadership, mentoring, tenure and promotion for for those who, you know, are in that process. Um, And we collected more more information about these changes. So um, that uh, were uh, the the initial steps. But also last year, as part of uh, Provost Arhule asked many of us in the provost office to lead different work groups um, with different topics uh, with the post-pandemic in mind um, landscape. Um, and also really thinking about equity, diversity, and inclusion as we kind of move forward. So one of the groups that I was leading was faculty success. Mm-hmm. So as part of that process, I also had a committee, I think we're about 20 different um people in that committee all around the university, faculty, administrators in different positions. And we spent an entire five months um, just going um, and looking into what does, uh, how can we support faculty in different ways. So we explore again, faculty as a person, as it has to do with career progression, mentoring, leadership. We um, explore teaching and what do we need to support instructors to then support students mm-hmm. in the classroom. Um, and then the other big piece that we learned after the pandemic was the importance of quality online learning. So that yeah. was another component of it. Um, and then CTLT and, and, you know, we'll continue, we continue working with some um subgroups for those for that grow uh, for that work and we develop a white paper that is actually available for everyone on campus to look mm-hmm. in terms of their recommendations out of that group um, that's where we recommended the coach uh, survey the faculty job satisfaction survey that right. we're going to implement and a big recommendation for that work group to then was to develop uh, uh, the plans for a professional development hub that will be more centralized and that's where we are right now that's where we are right now <laughs> So that's the journey. That is the journey. A uh, bit of leg- long, but we have been making sure that we take all the steps yeah. and all the data gathered. Yeah. Well, and the journey isn't complete either. Correct. There are still questions that we have uh, that we're going to answer. There are still some um, some uh, pieces that need to kind of be fitted together. Um, but the other exciting thing is, as part of this process, we're taking a new look at um, how we're dividing the attention of not only the staff at CTLT, but also sort of our our mission, um, you know, Center for Teaching, Learning, okay, and Technology. I think that um, we're actually adding some some people to the staff that are going to help us kind of better handle all those aspects, even though the unit itself may not be called that eventually. Yes, we are actually going to change the name. Uh, that's one of the things that we are thinking. So it really reflects these uh, new changes and these new vision of an integrated um, center. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, so one of the big changes that we're going to make is we are actually creating a scholarly teaching unit mm-hmm. and merge with the Cross Endowed Chair for the Scholarship of Teaching and Learning. 
And what these would do is they, they would allow us to, again, emphasize that continuum for faculty to uh, learn about evidence-based practices, to apply those evidence-based practices. Mm -hmm. But for those who are interested in actually studying, you know, their evidence or their practices, scholarly teaching in their classroom, then have the opportunity to learn more about scholarship of teaching and learning, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that is one of the, the changes. For the longest time, CTLT has supported um, professional um, online learning right. um, with everything that had to do. And obviously, during the pandemic, the center was key in supporting, you know, with mm -hmm. a lot of faculty mentors, the um, that switch, right, right. to um, to online learning. Um, so one of the things that we realized uh, was that we needed a dedicated person to really be um helping, right, the university to develop online learning programs. So not mm -hmm. only support for faculty, but also support for programs who want to develop new online programs as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So that is another change. So we are actually hiring um, a new director for online education that will be housed in, you know, the center. Mm -hmm. So that it's, um, the expectation is that this um director will very work very closely with the scholarly teaching and cross and out chair because there's still um scholarly teaching in all environments right not right. only in face-to-face -face, but also in online what are those quality and best practices right and and i think that's an important thing to keep in mind uh, or it's important for for folks who are listening to understand that we have kept in mind Yes, there are different duties and different things that they're going to have to, that these two directors and the folks that work with them are going to have to do. But for someone coming in to, for support mm -hmm. to CTLT, whether you're approaching it from the, I need to teach this online course next semester, how do I prepare for that? Or something maybe more traditionally pedagogically oriented, you're still going to have access to all of the resources. As we said before we started recording, scholarly teaching isn't exclusive to face-to-face. -to -face, Correct. Uh, to face-to-face -face environments. There's a, scholarly teaching is very much a part of online education. And so I, I think one thing to, to people can be assured of is that the, most of the services, almost all of the services that they've always gotten from CTLT will still be there. And in fact, most of us, even though some of my colleagues in this hallway may be reporting to a different director than I will be, for example, we're still all part of the same unit and we're still going to be talking to each other all the time. Yes, they, it's, uh, we, the intent is to continue to have an integrated unit, you know, for for people outside, but also an integrated unit within, right? It's right. that's the whole, the whole idea in here. So those are the big changes as of now. But we mm -hmm. are also uh, are in the process of them paying attention to then the other aspect of, you know, instructors and faculty development in the sense of career progression, leadership development, um, mentoring. You know, all those are key um, pieces that mm -hmm. are going to help support that. And one of the things that I think we will help us a lot would be the results of the coach faculty survey. That mm -hmm. survey is going to go live in, um, it's going to be launched in February, but we're going to get a lot of a specific data about how, you know, how faculty are feeling in mm -hmm. different areas uh, support it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that information would help us even further develop uh, all that other components of, um, and these um, 
the support that we expect to provide related to leadership and, and scholarship would be in collaboration with the Office of Research, right? right. This is a, a partnership um, with them. So we are kind of thinking about what would be the best way. They already offer a lot of things. So maybe our center will be a way in which helping them promote, right, right. What, what they do or maybe come up with different new, you know, programming to help them support. When we've talked about this change, uh, you and I especially, we've talked about this idea of having a front door. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we're going to have a new physical front door. We're not sure uh, the timeline for that yet. We're still in our temporary home in Williams Hall as we record this. But we're also talking about having a digital front door. So we'll have a new website experience and whatnot. But I think what you just illustrated, really, um, when we talk about a hub, we're talking about um, there may be some things that you can access through that hub that are generated by the staff that are working at CTLT and, and have always worked at CTLT. But as you said, we may be uh, helping you find what you need with other units as well, or we may be this where their where their events are listed or something like that. There are all sorts of practical and kind of behind the scenes and boring ways that that can happen. But the the main thing is that we want to try to make it as easy as possible for people to not only find what they're looking for, but also figure out what they might want to be looking for. Absolutely, and you know, we our intent is to have things available for people at all levels of their careers, right? Like we have a lot of already mm-hmm. programming specifically for graduate teaching assistants. You know, we also have programming for early career faculty. And then we will think about what other things are available for mid-career faculty or faculty who, you know, have been here for a long time. So mm-hmm. our intent is that there there's there is programming and support for people at all stages of their careers. Mm-hmm. So Johanna, that, that sounds great. Um, as I kind of jokingly alluded to before, kind of the, the glacial pace of change on a university campus, but things are actually starting to move faster now. What can we tell folks about our timetable for this change happening? Yes. So we actually posted the two positions. So we are currently searching for the scholarly teaching director and cross endowed chair. That position is open and it's um, it's been uh, promoted and um, mm-hmm. in different outlets. Um, that uh, hire will hope this, we hope that this, Person starts July first. Right. Um, in the same the same way, the uh, director of online education has also been posted, and we have that um, out there in different outlets. And the goal is again the same the same timetable. June July uh, would hope that we have the director of online um, education in place. So those are the two things, and uh, we we'll continue to work behind the scenes on all the mm-hmm. other pieces that I just talked about. Right. Um, and we hope that probably by fall we'll have a more formalized place in terms of how you know, we're going to start working on the career advancement, um, which we are kind of in a way already doing, right? Like right. we have, um, the, as you mentioned, the University Faculty Mentoring Network that has been, uh, this mm-hmm. is for faculty within the first three years. And uh, we have the National Center for Faculty Development and Diversity. That's a membership that we have as an institution. We have some of those things already in place, but we want to formalize that mm-hmm. uh, kind of moving forward. So it sounds like what people should expect is that we're not flipping a switch and suddenly everything is boom transform the next the next moment um, these have been gradual things that have been building up and at some point we'll have a grand opening and we will have a new sure. name and we'll have a new space and all of that other stuff but in the meantime people can still rely on us for all of this stuff that we've been talking about today and absolutely then, absolutely yeah. the, the great staff at CTLT will continue to be here uh, to support you know all the instructors as they kind of move forward and you know start the, the spring semester and beyond all right Johanna, thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. It was great. 
And that's all the time we have for this episode of Let's Talk Teaching. Find out more about some of the changes that will be coming to the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, and more importantly about the services and support that we offer right now. Go to our website, ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. For Dr. Johanna Cuenca-Carlino, for all of my colleagues here at CTLT, until we talk again, happy teaching.